everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It is May 12th, 2021. The music sounds like something like old school, right? Yeah. And then it doesn't go into the old school music. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. That, let's just emphasize that last line. Let's go back five minutes, Dave. I'm waiting for your public apology. I come in. People may remember a week ago tonight uh, was a tragic night. I mean, I'm, I, dude, I'm not joking. I'm still fucked up from this thing. Like, it's, it's going the wrong direction, unfortunately. Yeah, but, you were involved in a high-speed car accident. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking Danny Ungaius. <laughs> Who's Danny Don't you remember Danny and Gaius used to race in the Indy 500? No. <laughs> Kale Yarborough? I do know Kale. Yeah. So I come down here, right? Fuck, what a day. And just dealing with doctors and attorneys yeah. and all kinds of shit. So I get down to the garage and I sit down. I tell Dave I can't hear anything. Well, hey, it's registering fine. I go, yeah, I'm telling you, I can't fucking hear anything. Well, let's just try it. So he starts, we start the music, the show. I go, okay, I still can't hear shit. Well, I think it's fine. Plays it back. <laughs> oh, hey, that's so weird. I'm like, why would I make it up? I couldn't hear. Hey, look at the show. <laughs> I did say that you should invest in headphones. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. I apologize for that. I didn't. I wasn't aware. Okay, did, I did get one thing about your accent. First sure. of all, a lot of people very happy you're doing okay. Uh, it's going the wrong direction, but I appreciate it. You're alive. That. You're here doing a show. Oh, yeah, no, all I right, got, come on. I got that. No one's saying you're 100%. They're just happy you're alive. I would agree with that, and I appreciate that. I do have to say, Dave, before you finish, I've yeah. heard from so many See? people, and it's incredibly, incredibly nice. Jay Posner reached out no last way. night. Uh, I did not give Jimmy Russell credit. I meant to. Jimmy Russell jumped right in. Uh, Nick Canepa sent me a great message yesterday. Was it sincere or was it a smart-ass thing like he would have done to me? He was great. Nick was worried and checked in. Why do I, I always get the shit messages? Wait. And then I sent him a picture of the car, and he goes, that car looks like Palais baseball team. See? That son of a bitch. Uh, a lot We've of guys, won six straight. Fuck off. A lot of guys have accused <laughs> you again of trying to murder me. Maybe. Uh, but no, Posner and Jimmy Russell, Jerry Donatio, like That's so cool. many great people. Uh, and I'm I'm probably losing track of a lot of them. But uh, yeah, it's been really, really great. And right. Incredibly nice. Here's the one that was pointed out to me that has had me thinking ever since I read it. Okay. And you described the accident in the last show. Yeah. Okay? And the way you described it was you went to, from the, to the 125 to the 54 uh -huh. on your way to the five and before the five that's when your accident occurred uh -huh. and you described it as the car in front of you which is like a, a big truck kind of we'll say okay? yeah like a bronco a bronco um lost control flipped uh -huh. around and you were involved in a head-on collision correct and as they pointed out tell jeff just because the car flipped around doesn't make it a head-on collision it's not like the guy gunned the gas right at jeff after he flipped around well, and I started thinking, I go, you know what? Fuck, if Jeff would have driven into the back of that thing when it wasn't moving, it wouldn't have been a head-on collision. He just would have had a major accident like you did. But I'm like, a head-on collision implies the guy gunned the gas at you like he played chicken with you all of a sudden. No, you fucking dumb shits. <laughs> See, I agree with the person. Of course you do. All right, let's walk you through it. Okay, let's go ahead. I want to hear this head-on collision. The car loses control. Yes. And comes right back. I'm now driving westbound. He's driving eastbound. So what is that? Was he driving or was he stuck? It doesn't matter. He's coming eastbound <laughs> and point. I'm going westbound. Yeah, it's 70 miles an hour. Who are you talking to? I get these Patreon things all the time. Yeah. And I have the hardest time responding. I tell people all the time. I read them. That's I just can't figure show. out how to respond to you. 
Yeah, here, I'll let you in on, on a little secret. If one car is going westbound and the other car is going eastbound and they run into each other, the, the common term for that is a head-on collision. The next common term for it is mind your own fucking business. <laughs> I like the story better that he just says, fuck the guy behind me and just gunned it right at you. <laughs> no, no, I... I don't know. Uh, like I said, man, that guy, I, I don't know. Yeah, what ha- That's the other one we got. How come Jeff didn't spend more time on describing what happened to that guy? I, I can't answer it. I legitimately don't know. He was transported out and was not in great shape. Okay, so, that, that's the answer I think respect- they were looking for. Yeah. No, like of- they, you, you, they say you breezed over it. What happened to the guy that was hurt worse than Jeff? I don't know. And out of respect to him and his family, um, yeah, I have no idea. So that's the thing, right? You, I, I just... You want to be respectful to them. I, I don't know. I don't know. Really, I don't know. Was he conscious? No idea. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't no go idea. after you crashed. You didn't walk over. No, he's in the middle of the fifty-four. He's in the middle of the fifty-four, upside down. Jesus. Yeah, he went back and he got hit again. That's the crazy thing. He got. That's what. That's what someone wrote. The fucking. Uh, the guy got pinballed and Jeff doesn't respond. Dude, fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, People are fucking morons. That's Thank God it. I didn't talk to any of you fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bunch of dumb fucks. Ah, okay. I, I love that all you fuckers got the answer. That you know, makes me laugh at the end of this one was um, was the guy got pinballed, and if you bring it up to Jeff, he's going to tell me I can keep my $5 and he can, I can shove it up my ass. Yeah, 100%. Like, holy shit. If anybody knows... Like what the last week has been like, dude, don't ever get in a fucking car accident. Oh, no, nobody wants to be involved in a car accident. Everything's yeah. tongue in cheek. The most important thing is people honestly are sincere when they say they're happy that you're okay. Yeah. Meaning but, uh, that you're here doing a show and that you aren't dead. And I understand why your family didn't think it was funny when you were going to come in and do a completely different kind of humorous part of the show. No, but the, the other point being is there was a guy that was legitimately severely injured in that. So Yeah, that's what people wanted to know. Yeah, I. but dude, when you're in the middle of the 54, and as I said numerous times on Monday, uh, cars are flying by us at 70 miles an hour. People Jesus. don't fucking slow down. So, Where are the flares? Uh, CHP was on it. Jimmy Benton. He's curious. Do you carry flares? I don't carry no. flares. I don't either. No, not at all. You I... carry gasoline in your trunk like those people? God damn, right? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. But it has just been like, it's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Because you're dealing with insurance companies, uh, now dealing with attorneys who have been great. But you got to deal with insurance companies. You're dealing with doctors. Yeah. You're dealing with a lawyer. Uh my wife has been insanely great on this thing. Plus, you're dealing with kids and family and my own work where it's been insanely busy. Yeah. And family and everything else, man. It is just like, it's mind-numbing by the time it's all done. Oh, yeah. And you weren't close to probably being all done, unfortunately. This Not is, even close. And I, we won't get into all that stuff. I yeah. just I wanted to point out the fact that 99% of the people that have uh, really taken interest in the last show and had something to say are most imp- uh, most importantly are happy that you're alive. Well, I'd like to focus on the other 1%. I know. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. You're so mad. Dude, I, I just love Everything's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, the none people of them are doing- That's why I'm here and they're there. Oh. <laughs> That's why I'm not subscribing to your fucking show for Jesus. $2 a month. None of you. I'm paying for shit. Just sit there. 
I appreciate everybody. Oh I'm a hundred percent kidding. <laughs> I try to keep it rolling. I appreciate all you dummies. I'm just Did Kintara reach out to you? Hey. <laughs> oh my God, Dave. What is going on over there with that guy? What is happening to that stroke? I don't know what happened to Johnny. Dude, what is going on with that guy? Is he? I was thinking about it. He's worked for other flagships in the past. He's worked for the Padres yes. flagship. He's worked for the Charger flagship. Yes. What the fuck's he doing calling Tatis lazy? I, I, goddamn. Uh, look, that whole place over there, really from start to bottom, they, they need to get a hold of themselves, don't they? Dave? Isn't it top to bottom and start to finish? Yeah, sure. I think you said start to bottom. All right. Oh, yeah. Start to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Start to finish, top to bottom. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Well, they just, it's so bad. They, like, I love Paul. I love uh, Stevie Woods. And then it's just the rest of it is just. <laughs> just like the rest of it. It's it just, is really funny. I mean, when I say funny, this is WKRP over there. It's goddamn Barstow Sports Radio. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? Like, Coach is the last guy that you think, oh, man, I got to call somebody in the office. He's edgy. Yeah, All of a sudden, he's yeah. man cow. Right? <laughs> right. Like if he's the, coached the love sponge. If you're the PD, you're like, <laughs> all right, everybody in this lineup, I'm probably going to have to call in outside of Coach and Ben. Fuck, I got to call Coach in. <laughs> what happened? What? Again. I don't even know. Like I said. The thing is, we tease him so much, but we tease him because we've known him forever. Forever. Longer, I've known him longer than I've known you. Isn't that funny? And, yeah. and same thing, Dave. And I just, I think the world of him, and that's the only reason. But, I, yeah, I don't even know what to say on some of these things you're hearing. I don't, I don't know. And like I said, I don't want to do anything to pile on because... No, I never jump in the Padre Twitter thing when it goes after Coach. No, no, no. I do laugh my ass off. I'm not going to lie. I laugh well, all the time. I, I... Like, if I'm Adam or any of the guys over there, yeah. like, we don't have to go into those air check meetings anymore, thank <laughs> God. But can you just imagine? Hey, John, come here. I just want... Hey, why don't you have a seat right there? Yeah, put your Sprite, put a coaster down. Now listen to this. Hey, I don't know what's going on with these guys. What the f- what is this shit? God damn it, John. Trying to be patient here, and I'm about on my last nerve. We're almost in first place. Do you understand? God damn it. Tatis is the most exciting player in baseball, and he plays in our city, on our station. The guy across- And you call him lazy. The guy across the street is talking messy- and you can't get this straight. <laughs> Gee, man. Adam's just using that tension ball, just squeezing it. <laughs> God damn it. You know, when the goddamn midday guy from Quezon walks in here and goes, hey, what the hell's going on here? I don't need it. Always been fair with you, John. Get it together. Brandon, don't you fucking sit there with that little smirk on your face. Not today. Who from the Padres calls? To well, they have what the to fuck? listen to call. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're assuming that they got nothing better to do running a major league team than just grab some fucking Twizzlers and listen to that shit. <laughs> Shh. What the hell are you coming in here for, human? 
Don't you know what time it is? The hell out of here. Come back when Stump Steve's on, or whatever that <laughs> segment's called. See, fuck, I, and I, I don't know. What Steve should do is Yeah, let he, me hear this. He should do his don't do this bit and just spend it on Coach. Just replaying his just show. Just play back yeah, play five back. bits. Yeah, this is Coach. Don't do this. Just say, Fernando uh, Tatis is lazy. <laughs> hey, Braden, it's Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. What's going on? Hey, everything's cool. Hey, listen, for tomorrow's don't do this, can you leave me three clips of Coach saying something where you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you need three or 33? <laughs> no, nah, I think we're fine with three. It's only a 20-minute segment. So, That's yeah. funny as hell, dude, that you just said his name and he just called me. Yeah, he was checking in on me. You think he was calling me to check in on you? Yeah, of course. He knows he got nothing going. Oh, my God. Be a I, he knows I got nothing going, so he called me for the first time in nine years. <laughs> it's great, right? <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. I don't know. I, I, listen, I'm a Padre fan. And ultimately, I'm a bigger Padre fan than I am a radio fan. And all joking aside, it bugs me when a guy on a local station calls a guy on my team lazy. Yeah. I don't like it. And I get it. You're out there, live mic, doing a show for three hours. Dave, I don't like it about for you and I to do it. We're not the flagship, right? We could call it as we see it. Of course. But on the flagship, man, there's just a certain, and it's kind of funny for you and I because we got in trouble doing this shit all the time. But I, you got to, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to tow the company line or be a stooge. But my God, man, that kid is the face of this town. He's one of the faces of baseball. And I, I just, right? It's like, sorry, Love the guy who's the messenger, but I absolutely hate the message. Yeah. And I disagree. I absolutely disagree. I mean, if you've watched the guy, right? Oh, get he's from, not get, lazy, man. Get from second to home on a fucking pop fly and Dude, doing he, different shit. He Come busted on. his fucking chin open on in a spring training game, sliding headfirst in a home on a tag-up. I mean, who does that? Well, I was a kicker on Torrey Pines. I know it was 6'7", 265. <laughs> and I was also a lead tenor in the choir. <laughs> so I know a little something about having a busy schedule and working my tail off. Let's go out to Larry in uh Hamul. Yo, coach. When I was playing out there at Mountain Vista, if we had a guy like that, he just sat at the end of the bench. Hey, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right? This one would just hit the fucking steering wheel. Am I, did I get a goddamn concussion, or am I hearing this real? Yeah, hey, I hear you. <laughs> uh, and Darren's just over there fucking drinking Chablis. How am I losing to this guy? <laughs> what the hell happened? I'm talking minor league soccer. Goddamn it, Marty. I just got new lawn furniture. I don't understand why people aren't finding this interesting. <laughs> fucking, oh... Will on the show. Check his name. Done all the time. Will. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Did it all the time. Um, right. Will. Oh, fuck. Not Will Forte. <laughs> yeah, I would listen. It would be somebody new. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. my God, coach. 
You know what's funny, dude? Over the last week, I swear to God, he's more hated by Padre Twitter than I am. Coaches. Oh, by far. Oh, well, people are so mad at him right now. Well, I think, Dave, listen, I, I, I won't even try skin. to. Yeah, I think people know that you're just annoying by nature. Yes. But I think some people, <laughs> I think some people get the joke with you. I think they just look at him and go, hey, what the fuck? What the fuck? You're one of us. We thought. <laughs> you goddamn turncoat. <laughs> Coach grows the old Hulk Hogan dark beard. Yeah, it goes NWO. <laughs> That's what he did. He went NWO. Just, just walks in playing air guitar every day. He'd be walking in playing the fucking air banjo, that guy. You didn't know what to do. Goddamn Buck Owens wannabe. Or Roy Clark. Which one of those Buck assholes plays a banjo? Dude, we could never work in that building. We would just be no. in the staff meeting, and they'd all just be glaring. Hey, don't look at me like that way, Coach. She <laughs> stare at me like that. I work for a living. <laughs> I pay my taxes. You goddamn oaf. You just called him an oaf. When's the last time you ever called anybody an oaf? <laughs> I called you an oaf. <laughs> You should have started with this. You started giving me all annoyed. This is awesome. I don't know what the hell is coming <laughs> over there. Next time, next time, I want someone to try what Jeff just said. Next time you get called into a staff meeting, just look at someone across the room. Don't don't look at me like that. I pay my taxes. Goddamn well. <laughs> See how it goes. Uh, well, depending on who it is, if they're, if they're your boss, it's probably not going to go good. Oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. I hope Pete yeah. Point Loma tries it, like in a parent-teacher conference. Yeah. <laughs> when he's there. You know, he, he should try it when he's at the Coronado Beach and Tennis Club, and the waiter brings his eggs Benedict, right? And doesn't bring his, brings him uh, pineapple juice instead of Pete's required grapefruit juice. What the hell's this? That's your pineapple juice, Mr. Pete. You know what the hell I ordered, you goddamn oaf. Uh, yeah, how about Pretty Boy Pete yesterday talking about how he gets on... Uh, Pretty Boy Pete <laughs> getting, calls him that. Me and Billy. How about him getting on talking about next door? I don't, I've never been on... You posted this yeah. thing about two weeks ago. Oh, I did post one. About next oh, yeah. door. Oh, yeah. The, the girl told Who said, girl. read a book, and then she said she was going to stick the book up her ass. Yeah. I was like, what? Because they were asking why the helicopters were flying around. And then Pete said something about, um, I thought it was really funny. He goes, hey, you think trolls on Twitter are bad? Jump onto the next door app. He goes, it takes it to a different level. He oh, said, it's awesome. He said, I joked around. And called an apartment complex in the neighborhood low-income housing, and he said they wanted to burn my house down. I don't honestly, Dave. I have no idea what the next door. I mean, okay, so these next door apps are in almost every community. Okay, okay. so it's not like you know you you and I would be writing something in each other's community. You're, you're kind of like locked in. Sure. Sean Walchev's the one that got me hooked on this one in East Lake, and he goes, "Dude, you got to read these." And I said, "I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't have time to read this shit. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care what my neighbors are doing. There's a reason right. why I don't live in a glass house. I don't care what they're doing. They don't care what I'm doing." Yeah. And then Sean started sending me screenshots. I'm like, "Oh my god, this happens in my neighborhood. People talk to each other like this." And then I, I now, was, do they know each other? No, 
They don't. Really? And it is fucking hilarious because somebody gets pissed. Because, again, when yeah. you're reading, like when you read a text, you don't know the tone. No. So you're paranoid thinking this guy's a smartass. Oh, yeah, well, fuck you. And then it yeah. just goes crazy. Where the hell are those eggs, honey? <laughs> yeah. And then Pete said that. And it's I, good when someone loses a dog. I'll say that. Hey, I found okay. a dog. I like that. You know, if you lost a dog, and then boom, you have it. But it was one of those where I was like, I'm not signing it. Because you need to do your password and your email. And do you have to confirm, like... That you live here? Yeah. No, you don't. Technically, you could join the East Lake one, no problem. Wow. No, it's but it is one of those where you just go, oh my God, dude, I live in a neighborhood of a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but it sounds like it happens in everywhere. Every... It happens everywhere. That is so weird, right? Uh, oh, it's it's uh, it's very, very funny. It's <laughs> I was I was kind of embarrassed when I started reading it, thinking, I told Sean he's gonna love this neighborhood. <laughs> and first thing he does is he goes on and reads all these maniacs that live by him. But are they, are they all hiding behind an alias? Or do some of them, or is it kind of a blend no, like Twitter? No, it, it, I'm trying to think. I don't think you see, I don't think you ever see the person's name. Okay. Um. I, yeah, I, shoot, maybe you do. I, I don't know. I've never written one. Got it. I've never, okay. I mean, I've found dogs before, but yeah. I've never, no, I've like never that. written one. But that's yeah, the, cool. the dog thing is great for me, at least. I was sure. like, that's cool that, you know. Um. Anyway, yeah, it, it, they're fucking crazy, dude. When you when you move into your new house, dude, you, you're gonna, you have to join one of these next door apps in your neighborhood. Wow. It's going to blow you away. Well, yeah. And I would think if you have kids, there could be things that, I I mean, I'd want to believe, right? That it could be beneficial as a parent. Something going on at the park. Maybe it fits your kid's age, whatever. Yeah, or things to be aware of, right? All those kind of things. You go, okay, this is good. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then you get a psycho. Then you get one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I read that from Pete, and it, it, like, you randomly hear about it in passing, but I just... I go, well, this is the thing Dave was talking about two weeks ago. I don't know. I guess I just, I know my neighbors, and they're really cool. My neighbors have been great. I know my neighbors at my old place, and they're still great. So I guess that's it. I just kind of keep it a small circle. We know it, though, Dave, and I think anybody listening knows it. If I said to you, think for 10 seconds, it probably doesn't take more than that. For 10 seconds, go, who's the one person in your neighborhood who thinks they're the sheriff? Like, oh, I know who that is. Hey, goddamn Andrew. This guy always <laughs> has his nose, right? Oh, yeah, every any- neighborhood has a, has a king and queen of the, of the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has Running one. everything. Yeah. Not on the HOA board, yeah. but always telling the HOA board how to do everything. Yeah, in mine, I, actually, I know the person who is, is, also, who is on the HOA board. Kind yeah. of runs everything. No, but but I'm saying there's always yeah. the one who tells the HOA board everything they should do, but then never runs for the oh, board. Oh, I got you. I yeah. got you. So, oh, that's funny. I don't know, man. I guess I just always, as much of a wise guy as we are here, I'm just like, hey, man, live your thing, right? Like, do your life. Stay out of the way. I'll stay out of your way. We'll all be good. I have a, it's funny. I live on a street where I have a neighbor, only one that does this, and it's it, good for her. Mm-hmm. And most of us should do it, but they'll literally walk around the the street and look for trash because I, let's say after trash day, oh yeah, there'll be trash. Not me, you know what I mean? I, no, I, I, I bring my trash cans in. Right. If something blew out, I just go, oh, "Fuck it, it won't be on my property soon." Oh, the wind will blow it down neighbor. there. I didn't say I was a great neighbor. I'm telling you, I don't go looking for trash. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. Yeah, so I'll just go, "Fuck it." Now it's in that guy's yard. It belongs to him. But she'll literally walk, you know streets and streets looking for excess trash and we'll pick it up so now you're out front 
you're rolling your trash can up, and here she comes with her rubber gloves. Oh, yeah. I feel like a, a dick. Act like or, I don't see it. It's like when you, your dog court. takes a crap, and you just walk by it when you're a kid. Yeah. And your mom yells at you for not picking it up. But when, when she sees you, do you even converse? Do you head yeah, nod? Yeah, no, we talk. She nice? Very nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. But then you realize, shit, you know, like, <laughs> I'll give an example. I walk with Sean a few times a week, okay? Okay. And we'll pass her. Sean and I are just talking. The whole time she's doing the walking the same way we're walking, she picks up trash the entire time. God, is she a rock star, huh? <laughs> and then she'll sweep the street. Now I won't no do that either. No kidding. Yeah, I won't do that either. No, I, think I probably a, should. No, I think a lot of people are probably like you. Yeah. But, I want to get involved. Yeah. But, uh, right. No, I think you're right, Dave. I think people just mind their own business and do that. But if you have somebody like that who's making the neighborhood a little better, good for her. You think she rat fucks me when she walks in the house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I figure. You see that guy over here? Doesn't do shit. Yeah, just sits in there and fucking shoots up roids over. (laughs) You son of a bitch. She's walking in going, this fucking guy. This goddamn guy. You know what he's doing. Just pays his mortgage and acts like that's enough. Yeah, sits in there all day long with his goddamn hat on. (laughs) That's it. Hey, I don't know what he's doing in that goddamn garage. I'm going to give you a 27% chance it's not legal. No chance. He's got his dumb friend shows up here two nights a week. I don't know what that asshole's problem is. You see that guy try to park by the curb? Good fucking luck, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's it. That, fuck. I'm not the greatest neighbor, I guess. I always thought I was a decent neighbor, but now that I look at it, I've been put to shame. I don't know. Uh, what, do you, when, when you walk by and see a neighbor, do you talk to them every time, even neighbors you aren't friends with? I wouldn't say every time, Yeah. right? But I think for the most part, and, and it is kind of weird, Dave. We, I think a lot of people would agree, in your neighborhood, man, there are certain points, different things happen. Usually it's an unfortunate thing that happens, and it can bring the neighborhood together. And all of a sudden you feel like people are a little bit more accommodating, saying hello or whatever. But... Um, you just get to the point where you realize, sadly, there's no point in making the effort to say, hey, how you doing? Because people are so goddamn self-absorbed yeah. that they don't answer. And yeah. so I'm the guy now at this point where I'm like, hey, how's your day going? And they don't say anything. I'm like, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> I just say it. Cares. You say it out loud? All the time. Good for you. Nobody fucking cares. Don't worry about it, okay? Calm the fuck down. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Let's come off. Save it. I'm just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. And then, what? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, you could clearly hear, yeah. right? It's just me and you. Yeah. Right? I don't need your number. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying, how you doing? Relax. Like that guy on the, uh, that guy on that TikTok video from Ikea is the fun. He's really good. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's so funny on that video. The music in the background is perfect, Oh, my too. gosh. He's so funny. If you don't know what Jeff's talking about, look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Just look, yeah, look up TikTok Ikea. And the guy is insanely brilliant. So funny. But I love the one. And listen, I've been guilty of this. This is the one out of that group that I'm probably the most guilty of. When the guy goes, uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm just looking. And I'm just saying hi. You, you know? And you're like. Yeah, the guy's just saying hi. He isn't trying to sell you anything. Calm down. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. And, you know, the other thing that I, I do try to think, Dave, is 
uh, seriously, I do try to think. You never know what's going on in anybody's oh, yeah. world, right? And it may not be about you. It could be anything going on in their world. So now I'm just like, just get my thing. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> You're already having a bad day. Let me just compound it by, fuck you. Get out of here. Get out of here, dummy. I've been in this house for about seven years now. Is that right? And yeah. I have only one neighbor that I think talks to me. Is that crazy? I have, well, well, I have one across the street who basically doesn't live there. I have another one across yeah. the street who basically doesn't live there. But then Jake pissed off one on the corner, which okay. is seems like a nice family. Two little yeah. kids, wife, husband. But, man, there's nothing. I mean, seven years of walking by them, and, and there's nothing there. And and I'll tell, I'll tell you what happened, and you tell me if it's gone on too long, okay? okay. Because I'll walk by and go high every time. But okay. as you said, there's no response. Nope. When we moved into our house, and our house sat here for a while on the yeah. market when we bought it, this lady drove up, rolled down the window as we were unloading the truck, and it was Jake and me, and she says, hey, how much did you pay for your house? Mm. And I've always told Jake, you never ask anybody that question. And Jake responded, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you tell us how much you weigh, and then we'll tell you how much we paid for this house. Oh, boy. And she drove off, and seven years later, she still won't make eye contact and hates my guts. Oh, so is, is she carrying a grudge too long? I don't like her. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, honestly, I don't like her. Um, yeah, the the only thing that I would say is, I, I think no matter where you live, you got to have one or two neighbors. And sometimes it could be the one that, that I described earlier, who's kind of the unofficial mayor yeah. of the city. You almost have to be on their good side. And the reason being, Dave, is that if you're gone out of town, right, you want that guy or that lady to be the one that's going to make sure nobody's... Breaking in your house, having right, a party. Because they're going to be the one that you were saying. When the trash is blown down the street or whatever, you mind your own business. But if a car pulls in, let me, let me just say, to the, the street to my left, yeah. okay? Random, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you happen to be home. A uh, right, uh, uh, Toyota Camry yeah. pulls into the driveway of any one of those four cars. Are you going to know anything's different? No. But the guy that I, the, the guy yeah. is going to. The mayor will know. Yeah. And if they have your number or whatever, they could call you and save you a lot of headaches. So I would say as long as you know one or two people that may kind of keep an eye out for you and be like, that doesn't seem normal. Uh because your house gets broken until you come back, and the guy just strolls over, right? Eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. I saw it. Big truck pulled in your driveway. Yeah, well, did you do anything? No, I just saw them pulling your furniture out and putting it in the truck. That was it. <laughs> I saw a guy take a leak on your tree. <laughs> My God, dang it. What happened here? Yeah. So yeah, that, that would be the one thing. I think it's stupid shit like this because we, we've brought this topic up on the show a couple times. We always say like if you had to move or you lived in a different state or a different city, you know, where would it be? We've asked that question. But here's the question to you is let's say you did pick up and you moved to Salt Lake City. I'm just naming uh, a city. Wait. I'm just naming a city that you don't know anybody in. Okay. Yeah. And you go to Salt Lake City. In your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, how long does it take me to establish friendships with people? Yeah. In your mind, you're thinking it's your neighbors. Yeah. But those days have passed. It's not going to be your neighbors. It's going to be someone else. And so many people our age basically have friends of uh, our parents of their, their kids who are friends with your kids. Yeah. But you, let's say you just moved there. 
Your, no. your kids stay back. Where are you making friends? People at work? I, I, a uh, friend of mine, I think about this, 97. She buys a condo in La Costa. And it's crazy to think about this at that time. She, right up off of Alicante and Alga, two bedroom, two bath condo that had two garages, two individual garages. And each garage had a storage unit in the back. Like, really insanely cool. She got it, Dave, at the time because the, the two guys that owned it uh, were in a dispute with the neighbors. They were pretty much told they had to get out. 1997, in a beautiful neighborhood, pool, clubhouse, this whole thing, she got for $98,000. amazing. 98 grand, right? Things got to be. at least. Dude, crazy, right? So these guys were partners and they were hated by the neighbors. So they move out. My roommate's a hot little thing, right? But she is doing family business and had to go out of state for like two weeks. So I move in. Yeah. So she goes, hey, move in. You got the keys to everything. I mean, we've been friends since we're ninth grade. She goes, hey, move in. You got the whole thing. Give me the lay of the land. And we're good. So I move in on that, right? I don't even think we we started this. It might have been with Hank and Kevin. She so go out, well, how do, neighbor? And these motherfuckers wouldn't say anything to me. So I told her, she's like, how's it going? I go, you know what? They're all assholes. They're all assholes. So I'm like, I got to the point. They were just getting a sideways finger. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Now, just pull up and give him the halfway Yeah, break. hey, right there. But uh, now she moves in, right? Five foot two, smoking little body on her hot, the whole thing. Hey, now everybody's goddamn welcome wagon, right? Wants to bring over tater tot hot dish. Like, hey, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, well, what do you realize you were with uh, a pretty little one? Hey, What? Oh, well, we thought you were offshoot of the two guys that lived here before. Oh, is that right? All right. All right. You just made the list. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. I hadn't done anything wrong. I just moved in. She teases me about that to this day. She's like, ah, remember when we got to a condo? Everybody hated you because they thought you were friends with those two assholes? Like, yeah. Couldn't pick those two guys out of a lineup. But uh, yeah, so I I think a lot of people do that. That is funny. That, yeah, yeah that, that that's it. All right, you wanted to bring up last show a little bit about the Padres because we didn't talk any Padre baseball. We we're talking about what was going on with your accident and and everything that was happening. Um, Padres things have changed dramatically. Wow. I mean, the COVID thing is insane. Between what the Padres and the Yankees are going through yeah. is, is is amazing for the Padres that you lose all these starters. You know, you lose Tatis, you lose Hosmer, you lose Myers. Myers. Yeah. Pro I mean, far. Yeah, pro far. I mean, it's it's amazing that way all of a sudden it hit this team. Well, and, and the one thing, Dave, that you see, right, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but there there's a handful of people on social media that immediately are playing judge and jury and accusations against everybody on the team and, right, who did this, who did that. God damn it, you and I should be examples one and one A where everywhere I went, you're masked up, hand sanitizer, you're socially distanced, yeah. you follow all the rules. And I came down here 
one night in January. Felt great. Next day, go, feel fine. And uh, all of a sudden, Dave goes, hey, man, I just tested positive. Now, you guys caught it pretty quick. Um, and I went and tested, too. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I look back at that. And during that time, during the week leading into it, the 10 days leading into it, there's nothing else. I there, there was no I didn't go to the running of the bulls. No, me too. Again, there wasn't anyone I was around that got it. And, yeah. I, and I, I didn't go. I wasn't going anywhere. No. So that's why for the Padres, right? I, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing things today. Oh, this is so irresponsible. Guys, I, I don't know what they did. I have no idea what they yeah. did or didn't do. And it sounds like a bunch of the, from what I saw, uh, some of the guys were asymptomatic. That's what you and I were for the most yeah. part. And so you go, it just tells you this thing is crazy. And in my opinion, I hope a lot of you make the decision to get vaccinated. It's ultimately your call on that. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad you did it. And it just shows you, like, yeah, it doesn't take much. But I have no idea if any of those guys did or didn't let their guard down or did something irresponsible. But, man, it's, it's sure open season on social media, right? Well, I tell you what, I think it shows most importantly is that you realize Tatis and Machado hate each other. Yep, and otherwise, he's lazy. Yeah, otherwise Machado would have had it too. And that Cronen, <laughs> Cronenworth doesn't hang out with the rest of the infield nope. either. He just hangs out. <laughs> Paddock, what's his problem? He's, he's a loner too. Nobody likes Paddock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's high. You start breaking it down, social circles. How the hell did this happen? Well, and I sure appreciate the privacy thing, right? You and I just came in and started talking. Oh, hey, I got it. I think I'm okay. A little sick. <laughs> right? We just tell anything. We don't care. But but I appreciate the privacy, and, and you respect it. But there's a part of you where you go, not because I'm nosy. You just go, man, I wonder how that happened. Right? Yeah. But it's not my goddamn business. No. But you just go, hey, what did they do? So maybe we can whether it's at work or social situations, as we all start to feel more comfortable as others get vaccinated. Dave, I was in Cardiff. My sons and I were in Cardiff the other day on uh, Saturday. Took my kids up, and we went to VG. Yeah. Now, up front of VG, there's a huge line, probably 25 people. I bet 20 of those people, no mask on. Wow. And my kids are like, wow. Now, I don't know. I mean, the state said, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask in public. And maybe they're all vaccinated. I don't know. We chose to keep the mask on. Now, when you get into uh, the shop, they tell you to mask up. But I'm just people just standing, talking the whole deal. Like I said, it's none of my business. I don't know what they're doing, but it's still kind of a challenge going on. I just I I chose uh, and continue to choose. To err on this side of caution. What, I, what, what's uh, you just said something that I wasn't wasn't even aware of. So as far as uh, as far as the mask goes, right uh-huh. now the law is if you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask. Is what you're telling no, me? No, they suggest that you do it. Okay. If you're near a group of people, like I was on Saturday, they suggest it. But if you're out and you've been vaccinated, and you're hanging out up here at Mountain Hawk Park or doing your thing, right? Yeah, you're cool. Take the mask off. Yeah. You're good. But I think, I don't know. I I can only speak for myself. I think sometimes you go to a restaurant, right, sandwich shop or get dinner, 
and you see people walking around without the mask, you're like, oh, goddamn. Yeah. Look at this asshole. Right? And I have no idea. Guy could have had COVID tests five times that week, been vaccinated twice. We have no idea. But I just, uh, I choose to err on the side of caution because I don't feel like shutting everything down for 10 days. And then you're seeing, I feel like I read, and I, I can't confirm this, but it feels like I read that one of the guys that shut down today has been vaccinated. Wow. So yeah, I would just say for everybody, be careful, yeah. man. I mean, I, I had two friends that I went to high school with that are no longer with us. And as crazy as the car accident was, man, when I look at that and go, man, Dave had it, Rita had it, Josh had it, I had it. And thankfully, we're able to be here. Yeah. And two buddies that I were longtime friends from high school are no longer even here. Yeah. From the same thing. Man, that's that's pretty scary. Josh got his second shot yesterday. You Good. Know? And um, Rita will get hers in about a week. But Josh got his second one yesterday. Same thing. We he lucked out. No, no, nothing. I mean, Good. no, didn't feel anything. Just like you and I, um, you know, the second we both hit, he had he had Pfizer like you. Yeah, I had the Moderna one, but again, no, no headaches, no sickness, no like you would never known that anything nice. else from a regular day. Nice. Hey, the one other thing that I, I just wanted to bring up from the other day is uh, the release of Albert Pujols. Yeah, and I think Dave, you and I, well, I'll just speak for myself, and you can answer it. Living here, um, it's Padres. Padres are my team, the whole thing. Yep. You get away from Minneapolis, you kind of lose track day-to-day of what the Twins are doing. You're not really watching them. But all of a sudden, you have access to Angel Games an hour and a half up the freeway. And if you go to the Big A, it's really fun. I feel like the fan experience is pretty good. And so you feel like, yeah, I like the Angels. Yeah. I cheer for the Angels, not at the same level that I do Padres, but I like the Angels. And I remember when Pujols signed that deal 10 years ago. Man, it was insanely exciting. It was. They were going out to get him, and he was coming here after just an unbelievable career for the Cardinals. And I was thrilled that we were going to have the opportunity to make a short drive up and go uh, and watch him play. Earlier, uh, within the last week, he's been released. Yep. Designated for assignment. In the middle of the final year, $32 million on his contract owed. And the Angels said, hey, it was a professional relationship. We talked to him about where we were at. He understood. Man, Dave, I got to tell you, that story bummed me out at a different kind of level just because the respect I have for the player. But at the same time, I got to ask, in 10 years, was there ever a defining moment in Albert Pujols' career for the Angels? No, not at all. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no, not at all. He was only a one-time All-Star with Angels. And, and as much as people want to say, man, he was complete shit with Angels, he wasn't. When you look up uh, his numbers with the Angels, I mean, uh, just a couple of years here, he had 37 home runs, 30 home runs, 28, 40, 31. He, he, even uh, first, the last full season with Angels, he had 23 home runs, he knocked in 93 runs. Yeah. So he wasn't a completely unproductive guy. Um, there are teams, though, because of analytics, that will say <clears throat> Albert Pujols is the worst player in baseball. Mm. And I remember going, how can that be? And they would say, no, he, he's, he's, he is. And so, the, you know, the story you hear with the Angels is he wanted more playing time. Mm-hmm. And him and Joe Madden got into it to the point where they had to make this move. It wasn't like, hey, wow. 
let's fake an injury, you know, you yeah. do your farewell tour, the whole deal. It wasn't that. He wanted to play. And the Angels are in a situation where you have guys like Otani and Rendon and Mike Trout, three st- studs, and then they're trying to bring in this first baseman and Jared Walsh, who's very good. Yeah. And you kind of go, well, if Otani's our DH, where's Pools going to be? Yeah. And Otani is off to a crazy start where you yeah. make the argument he might be the best player in baseball this year. So for Pools, it, it kind of sucks the way it ended up. I mean, hell, as a guy, as you said, that follows the Angels and has always been a fan of Alberts because the guy is on and off the field. You hate to see it in this way. And you see that no teams are jumping to grab him either yeah. says a lot, too. And you, you kind of go, okay, where would he, well, where would he fit in? I, I think, and maybe that window is now closed. I kind of lost track of the story over the last couple of days. But I knew that it was a certain period of time that had to go by um, where if the way, while he was technically on waivers, and the way I believe Dave was, had the Indians jumped in and said, we're grabbing him, then they're on the hook for the remainder of the contract. But I have to think by now, as we sit here on the 12th, that window has now closed. Yeah. And I think if the numbers are right, he's at 677 in my head. He's 23 away from 700. It's pretty select company, right? When you look at guys with 700, it's it's Bonds, it's Aaron. It's 33 Babe. home runs away, right? Oh, I six, thought he was... 667. Oh, okay. I thought he was even closer at 677. But even still at 33. But it's not like he's 34, right? No. So... I just, uh, man, that was just a guy that was such an impactful player for the league for so long. and But I just said, damn, if you're the Angels, over 10 years, do you look back and go, that was the defining moment of his career? Yeah. And I don't know that you have one. No, there really wasn't. There, there really wasn't. I was lucky enough that I went to a, an Angel game once when they were playing the Rays, and I saw him homer in an Angel game. And him and Mike Trout. Yeah. And both homered in the game, and I was like, that was cool. At least the, one of the times I came, I got to see you know see him in a home run. But yeah, he wasn't the guy that he was with the Cardinals, and the Cardinals they said knew it. You know, when the Cardinals said goodbye, I mean, think about it. That's your biggest franchise player since Dan Musial. Yeah. That you're letting walk right out the door. The guy that got you through all the Mark McGuire bullshit when, you know, yeah. Mark McGuire and you celebrated him, you, you jumped on and Pools was the guy that everybody cheered for in St. Louis. But they said when he left his last year at St. Louis, he was 31, and the yeah. Cardinals knew it was almost over then. But I don't think anybody there is celebrating, right, no. looking at it and going, oh, man, we got out, right? Yeah. I just felt like. With everything going on in baseball and we're looking at bullpens, the whole deal, I don't know how big a story that actually was. Maybe maybe got more play than I saw. But I just looked at it and I go, wow, that really is a drag. Because yeah. that was – I felt like a guy that was the class um, – I don't know, one of the classier players. He was. In, in baseball. And, uh, yeah, just kind of – while he wasn't a guy that played directly for my main team – you played for a team that I enjoy watching, and you go, yeah, that just kind of sucks. Yeah, it, absolutely. And especially, I mean, injuries, such a factor for him during his time up there. And you go, wow. Like, if had things gone a little different, yeah, he's probably at 700. And he's being on a farewell tour right now. That guy doesn't even get a farewell tour. That's a guy that should be going around baseball and being celebrated, right, and, and getting a chance – for fans across the game to honor him, and instead you're just basically designated for assignment. Wow. Rough. It's, it's amazing. He's 41 years old, and, he, man, he had moved so slow, meaning his body. Yeah. 
I mean, going to first base looked like he was running 90 yards, not yeah. 90 feet. It took forever for him yeah. to fucking move on a baseball field. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm looking, we're watching the Dodger Mariner game as we talk right now. So you mm-hmm. go, the Dodgers, the big talk is they need a right handed bat. Yeah. Well, dude, would he be a guy you'd like, rather have pinch hit in the eighth inning over a guy like Sheldon Noisy? Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah. You know, but it, 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 you kind of wonder, does anybody step up and say, yeah, we'll, we'll what take him. What do you him. offer him? I don't know. I mean, he's fuck. making $32 million from, from the Angels, but you can't come to him and go, hey, man, we'll give you 1.2. Yeah, I have right? no fucking idea how you, how you play it off. But what, what, what you do. But if he's chasing that number, I mean, come on. I don't think he's ever going to get to 700. No. He just, he's not. No, I don't know. Can he get to 670, right? Does he get to 675? I mean, every everything... Yeah. He has five home runs already this year, by the way. Wow. In a limited amount of bats, he had five home runs. He's hitting 198 with five home runs. Pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if you get a chance, but, yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, I was just trying to think of a guy in a sport that had a similar fate where you just go, man, that really kind of bummed me out. I'm sorry to see it end that way. I get it. But it's just kind of a drag. Do you think Joe Madden's been a success or failure for the Angels to this point? Or is it still incomplete? It's incomplete because he hasn't had any pitching. I mean, he has no fucking pitching on that team. That yeah. pitching staff is so fucking bad. And you go, what happened to Artie Moreno? What happened with the guy that was going to come in and fix things? You can you arguably. Yeah, I mean, you, you can sit there and talk about the best players in, in Southern California and say the Angels might have the three best. They might have, you know, maybe Trout is the best, and maybe Rendon's right there and Otani's right there. Yet you have no pitching. doesn't matter what you have with no pitching. You don't like Dylan Bundy? Yeah. <laughs> a big Haney fan, right? Just not good enough, man. No. It's just not good enough. I mean, they aren't going to sit there and, and win a World Series this year with what they have. I think the problem is, too, is – Artie has become, unfortunately, Jerry Jones and can't get out of the way, right? I, I mean, whether it was Bill Stoneman or Tony Regans or Jerry DePoto or anybody else that's been up there, he just has to involve himself. Like, dude, just because you own the baseball team, it doesn't make you a baseball guy. No, he's he's right now, to me, he's so getting irrelevant. I think that he's he's at the point where – and I don't know him, man. I don't know Artie. Even when you and I worked with the Angels, we yeah. never met Artie. The Josh Hamilton contract killed him. The CJ Wilson contract killed him. The Albert Pujols contract killed him. Yeah. Maybe he's like, fuck it. I'm not doing this whole Garrett Cole going to be the guy no matter what. It's not going to be outbid. I'm not going to be outbid for Trevor Bauer. All that shit. Just saying, fuck it. I own the Angels. I make money every year. Man, he has to find a guy, right? We he- just got a new GM, right? Yeah. So he's going to see how long does it take. You know, unfortunately, the last GM did, did nothing with the minor league system, and the Angels aren't in good shape. But like Zahidi, Friedman, Preller, right? Some of these type guys that can come in and develop talent, try to spend smart money, which we preach all the time, and try to rebuild it so you're not just going out and making those insane uh Whatever, $400 million Dude, deals. they gave Justin Upton a shitload of money. Yeah. He's been a bust. Oh, wow. They just, uh, they got to they change the whole thing. Yeah. 
It's a good fan base up there. No, it is. It, it is. And again, a fan base that will support you. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that will help you. Again, don't forget the two-minute Tuesday videos. And look, he just did one yesterday. Check it out. Bar Smart, two-minute Tuesday. You can check him out on YouTube. Dan is the guy to talk to when you need financial advice. I don't know what you're waiting for because Dan is the one to set you straight. So many people have a hard time with their finances, as you know. He wants to get you out of debt. He also wants to help you get out of the rental market and get your first home. Make sure you call Dan at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. I have to tell you right now is I am trying to buy a car Having the benefit of a good credit score definitely works. It can help you when it comes to financing. I mean, I'm, I'm working with a local dealership right now. They've been outstanding. And maybe it's 0% for 60 months. Maybe it's 1.9 with some re, uh, rebates. Like if you have credit, the, there's some exciting things for you. And it's funny, uh, just talking to a guy, Dave. One of, uh, remember Pete, our sales guy from ESPN yeah. 800? I ran into him last night. He's selling really? cars right now. And we were just chatting, and I just said, hey, question for you. I'm lucky enough where my credit score is solid. How difficult is it if your credit's not as good as it should be? Because ah, we'll still find a way to sell you a car. It's just going to ultimately cost you a lot more money in the end. And that's going to be the case whether you're buying a car or buying a house or anything else. That's why Borrow Smart, Repay Smart has been so good for me. It can be good for you as well. Whether you're in the market for a car or hopefully a new home, 858-688-6813. Speaking of a new home, Brian Curry is the guy to help you find that brand new home. Also, he can sell the home you currently have, get the most for it. Brian Curry is the guy that knows San Diego better than anybody. He's the one that can put you in the neighborhood of your dreams. What are you waiting for? Brian Curry is standing by at 619-251-1588. Again, the best in the business, 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight. Found myself over in Bankers Hill today, and that is another neighborhood in San Diego where you go, wow, this is just outstanding. And had to go over and take care of some business this afternoon. You just see families walking dogs and hanging out. There are so many of those neighborhoods throughout our community. The question is, which one is the right one for you? Well, nobody knows them better than Brian. Give them a call. Tell them what you're trying to do. Maybe it's sell your house, right? Maybe you're in a house right now. Dave, I know you guys feel it. I have a couple of friends. I'm watching our pal Kathleen Bade talk about the fact that she's now an empty nester. And all of a sudden, when kids go away to school and you go, well, do we really need a four-bedroom house when it's just us? And especially if there's insane equity in that property, maybe you'll use that equity for something else. Uh, nobody can answer those questions better than Brian Curry. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Is Kathleen Bay looking for someone to keep her company? Is that what you just said? <laughs> you know her husband. And Jeff is like the nicest guy. I just wanted to make sure. I remember meeting him. He's a fan of this show, by yes. the way. And he goes, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Jeff. Remember he worked at San Diego State? Yeah. I think he works for Learfield now. And I go, oh, hey, man, how you doing? It's great to meet you. He goes, yeah, I'm Kathleen Bates' husband. I was like, well, you know, fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, maybe the coolest dude in San Diego. So, And she's outstanding. She is. She is. Taylor May Pools, that swimming pool. Man, I tell you what, we told you to call when it was cold. Guess what? The calendar gets a little bit busy. Oh, yeah, it's getting hot. You, you better hurry up and get on his calendar right now. And that means we're talking about Taylor May Pools in a brand new pool. Turn your backyard into a staycation with that perfect pool. Look, if you have a pool that used to work, but it's not working the way it used to, 
guess what? Alan Taylor can take care of you. Again, the 619-449-4452 number is the easiest way to get a hold of him. Yeah, can't think of any better thing I'd rather be doing the last week than being able to just settle into a tailor-made pool, tell him, hey, I want that jacuzzi, I want these options. Man, whatever you want to make your backyard as perfect as it can be, uh, Alan and his team, the guys at TaylorMade Pools, can make it happen. You just get together with them. Dave mentions it all the time. The 3D design is going to give you the opportunity to see what your backyard is going to look like before they even put a shovel in the ground. And then ultimately, as the project comes along and is then finished, you're going to say, you know what? Dave and Jeff are pretty dumb. They don't have a lot going, but thankfully they're (laughs) friends with the guys at TaylorMade Pools, and that's the best decision I ever made. Kyle Fluger is the person you need to talk to when you're looking to fix that website or create a brand new one. Again, the idea is to make a little bit of money, make it interesting. Kyle can do it for you. 619-500-6621. When you're buying a car and a lot of things, you don't want to go in and haggle for the price, right? You don't want to go in and and just – feel like you're there all day and i tell you what dave like credit to a lot of the local dealerships whose websites do it right and you go hey this is cool this is a positive experience and i'll give these guys a call i'll sign up so they can reach out and contact me and you go yeah this is pretty good my question to any of you that have a website is can your customers say the same can they say when they log on to your website yes this was positive B, I have no trouble sharing my information, and hopefully they give me a call back. Because if they're not, then you're doing it wrong, and you need Kyle's help to make sure you're doing it right. By the way, here's the great thing, Dave. Kyle's our webmaster. Yeah. You may have heard a week ago tonight, I was in a head-on collision. I did. It was incredibly nice that Flugs reached out to me uh, yesterday. He said, hey, I just was checking in to see how you're doing. I've been camping, and I haven't had a chance to reach out. So I just wanted to say... Better late than never. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, only took six days. Amy, Alan, Curry, Dan, right on top of it. Dave, right on top of it. But, uh, you know, Flugs was out in uh, Joshua Tree trying to recreate that U2 album cover. Him and Walchef. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it. As soon as I got it, as soon as I got it, right? I'm like... Hey, man, I'm good. Hanging in, a little banged up. I appreciate you checking it in my head. I'm like, but you're going to get fucked over tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest mistake of your life. Yeah. Hey, I've been out camping. Hey, understand you got tased and got run over by a group of bulls in your backyard, chased by that tiger. But, yeah, I was out at Yosemite, (laughs) free-falling. All right, how old are they and how much are they worth? We're going May 12th. All right. We're going to start off with someone who's no longer with us. We're starting off with George Carlin. Oh, this is a good one. Say Carlin is, uh, say Carlin's 80. He would have been 84. Wow. Wow. Uh, 15 million. He was $10 million. Not bad. Not a bad guess at all. Okay. Here's one close to you. Okay. Tony Hawk. Oh, nice. Fuck Tony Hawk. Fuck Tony Hawk. The reason the Chargers aren't here, because of Tony Hawk. Remember, he said we didn't need him. We ran him right out of San Diego. swear to God, those goddamn Twitter stories, though, that he tells where people (laughs) tell me, you look like Tony Hawk, he plays it off so well. 
Uh, Tony Hawk is going to be 53. Exactly right. And I think this is going to be crazy. Dude sat next to me in ninth grade photo at San Diego, and our money is pretty close to the same. Yes. I'm going to say, dude, I, I'm going to go high. I'm going to say $200 million. Remember, he was divorced three times. Oh. Okay, you aren't far. I'm just saying he was divorced three times. We'll right. take another guess a little yeah. bit lower. I'll go 140. Exactly right. Wow. You know, I remember you and I were at the, we did a show at the sports arena. Yeah. Uh, for the Breitbart Hall of Fame. Dude, he was great. Yeah, he was. I've heard his book is, my buddy said his book is a really, really good book. Yeah. Well, I'm, never. I blame him. Again, we used to be like market number whatever, seven. Now we're like 37. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Right behind Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one uh, kind of interested in me. Rami Malik. Oh, wow. Freddie Mercury. Yes. 36. 40. Really? Yep. Uh, thirty million. Only ten million dollars. Ah, damn. Yeah. All right. Last one. Okay. From your childhood, Emilio Estevez. Um, uh, how goddamn great's the Breakfast Club? I'm gonna say he's. I expected more from a varsity athlete. It's my God. favorite line in that movie. Did they call him a varsity letterman? Oh, it was, I thought it was varsity athlete. I don't know. Fuck. It, is, it makes me yeah. laugh so hard. Wait, well, he's do doing anything, the, the didn't do anything thing? wrong. Movies like set up yeah. the chair. Then the chair like slams at 100 miles an hour. I, I mean, the whole fucking deal. I tell you, that guy who played the principal, we ran into him at the Beverly Center. Maybe the biggest asshole. Was he really? Yeah, and I didn't care. My buddy and I, we laughed the whole time. Did he tell you to fuck off like in trading places? No, we gave him the, the hook him. horns? Yeah, the bull. And okay. he'd only probably seen that 9 million times, right? But we were like fucking 16. Love yeah, love it. Yeah, and dude, he was, we loved him. We told him, we're like, dude, you are the greatest. Eh. Uh, well, he's yeah. not no longer with us either. No, he's I know. Too. I know. Uh, Emilio Estevez, Dave, I'm going to say he's 59. Exactly right. This is a good night for you. And I'm going to say he's uh, $30 million. $18 million. Ah, that's all right. Dated Paula Abdul, right? Yeah, he did. That's right. Is he married to her? I don't think he's married to her. Okay. I don't know what's going on with Paula Abdul. Arsenio let her go, too. Yeah. I don't did know he date Demi Moore, too? I no, I don't oh. remember. I don't remember that one. I, I was when you said it, it sounded good. I'm not sure. He seems like a good dude, though, right? Yeah, not a, well, kind of. I guess you could say not as successful as his brother, but normal, right? Yeah, but dude, 18 million's doing pretty good. Yeah, 18 million's not bad. Okay. No, not bad. All right, five random questions. Sure. Where's the one place in the world you would go, but you've never been to? Oh, uh, Italy. Okay, I'd probably say the same. Yeah, Italy'd be great. Okay, when you were a kid. Since you talk about cars, what was your dream car? Uh, it was never a car. It was always a motorcycle. And it was the motorcycle. I wanted a bike similar um, to the one that, that Evil used to, to jump cars. <laughs> Get out of your mind. No, it's not that I was going to jump uh, double-decker buses. But I loved... You know what is really funny, Dave, thinking about this? Until you just said that. There were like two things I wanted when I was a kid. I wanted the, the Harley Davidson, not the Triumph. He, drew, he jumped that big Triumph. And that just sounded like a bitch bike. I wanted that Harley that he had. But then uh, I always wanted the Adidas shoes that the Globetrotters had. Oh, that's funny. That had the two blue stripes and the red in yeah. the middle. And the, the connection between those two is it's both Americana, right? It's yes. both the flag, the whole thing. But I just thought those were cool. For, uh, so I don't think it was... My sons are insane 
with car knowledge, and I have no idea where they get it from. We can be driving on the freeway, and they know every car and every make and model, and they can yeah. pick it out. from. I, dude, that's I can't tell you anything. Oh, that's fine. Josh can't either. Josh doesn't know anything about cars. Are you a car guy? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not a car guy. Like, I, There's a car out there that I want. Like, I'm yeah. happy with what I drive. I used to be. I used to have like a list in my head of cars that I wanted. Now the I'm, Richard Petty car. So forty three. Nothing like nothing like that. If it's funny, if you had to get a celebrity car like a, one that was in the movies. Yeah. Like um, Smokey and the Bandit. You, see, remember Doug Flutie went and got the Smokey and the Bandit yeah. car. That was fucking cool that he yes. came in. I think it's one of those where it probably sucks, like driving yeah. that that fucking Firebird. Right. But like there probably no air conditioning. You no. know, it probably sucks ass, probably yeah. uncomfortable as shit. But it's one of those cars that go, hell. I remember I was on the eight oh five once and so they were towing the Batmobile. Like the Adam oh. West one. It looked cool as shit too. Yeah. So you can't go driving the Batmobile to like no. PF Chang's. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was your car? What'd you want? Uh, I, I I was I was like the Ferraris, you know? Oh, I like I that. I always thought the Ferraris were always, were always cool. But anyway, that's funny. But yeah, J- Jake was a car guy. But like, yeah. He was just like your sons. He could point out a car, the make. Told you, Josh couldn't tell you. No. You go from a Mercedes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with Josh 100%. It never, like it never caught my interest. Yeah. And it's been fun. Actually, the last couple of weeks researching cars and finding out info about different brands and Man, then all of a sudden you find this car and you're like, oh, this is really nice. Look how great this is. All the different things. And then you look and it gets 14 miles to the gallon. You're like, God dang it. <laughs> um, no, but for me, it was the uh, the evil uh, Harley was the one where I was like, that's pretty good. All right. Next question on air. Okay. Who do you know who has the worst luck? Everybody knows one guy that you're like, Jesus, that guy has the worst luck. <laughs> um. Who has the worst luck? I think you're going to be good at this because I think you're going to say an answer. I'm going to jump in. Uh, well, I'll say this: my a friend of mine. I'm not going to name her yeah, name. You don't have to name names. It's kind of, if it's not, if it's not somebody people don't know. No, it's a that. friend of mine, and she has run into a lot of different issues. Um, I have two friends like that. One that has run into a lot of issues that unfortunately. Lee, she probably self-inflicted, right, by making bad decisions. Yeah, well, we're all our own worst enemy. Yeah, Right. And then when she makes those bad decisions, it's a little bit of, uh-uh-uh. But I have another one who just kind of, by the way the chips fell, ran into some bad luck. And I'll tell you, man, she continues to be like one of the most positive people and just keeps picking herself up and dusting herself off. She's a single mom, and she's great. So I would say that, but I always tell her, I'm like, I think some of these things happen because you're tough enough to deal with them. Do you have somebody? Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I think the person I think of that goes through so many crazy things and has bad luck, but yet always comes through it better than I would. It always yeah. seems to laugh about it and have a smile on their face. It's Ernie Martinez. I, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I Ernie thought, used to tell Jeff and I stories. I go, oh, my God. Right. And he never once was like, I'm fucked. Right. And and continues to be just an amazing guy. Yeah. That's I, Ernie. I thought you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't say Because I felt like you had better uh, better info on that than I did. But I, yeah. 
We've talked about that in the past. Jesus. All right. Can you name the street you lived on as a kid? Sure. Really? 97 West 77th Street. Oh, that's funny. Richfield, Minnesota, 55423. Wow, that's good. Can you remember your phone number as a kid? Uh, um, I know, well, I know my number in Cardiff was 4369443. Okay. And then my first number that I got on my own was 63206. Oh six four six. That looks pretty good. Uh, Seven six zero, I think. And then I had I had a couple of nine four two numbers, but the number that I have now is probably the easiest one that I've Dude, ever had. And think about it, that's your number for the rest of your life. It's like your social security number. It's yeah. never going anywhere. That's no, your number. I, yeah, I mean my number is insanely easy to remember. This is like the coolest thing. Um, my mother in law. When they were probably 17, maybe 16, got my wife and her sister phone numbers that include their birth date. So, like, the if their birth date was uh, January 2nd, 1971, like, the last four numbers are 1271. And she found oh, it wow. for, for uh, my wife and my sister-in-law. And I think that's really cool. That's wild. Um, do you remember your phone number? Um, I, I think I do. I think it was, uh, back in the day, it was 213. And now it's a 310 area code. 213-556-2529. That's pretty good. I should good. call my mom and ask her if that's the number. And then... Uh, the what about th- your address? 1460 Cardiff in Los Angeles. Los Dude. Angeles, California, 90035. Okay, hang on. You were 1460 Cardiff. Yeah. I was 1461 King's Cross Drive in Cardiff. You lived across the street. Dude, how crazy is that? <laughs> that's funny, Dave. That's yeah. a little weird. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's a little weird. That is weird. All right, here we go. In the okay. evening, would you rather play a game, visit a relative, watch a movie, or read a book? Um, so that's funny. The first three combined, um, they're all together. For my sons and I, uh, hanging out at night, either playing NHL or MLB The Show or Madden, right? I got backgammon, and a friend of mine called me Boomer, because she's a bitch. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun, Boomer. Sounds like something on. Paul would say. Huh? Paul would say that. Rindle would say that to you. No, he, he didn't say anything. I he, just... He would. My, I was trying to get my kids to play more like board games, change it up. I'm not saying we got to play Battleship, right, or Connect Trouble. Four. Yeah, Yahtzee, like that. But, uh, but backgammon's old school. It takes a little strategy, right, to win it. And uh, do you remember how to play backgammon? No. Yeah, that's either. a great thing. But that's a great thing. their mom said the same thing. She's like, "Oh my god, I love backgammon. It's great." Um. I go, cool. Do you remember how to play? No, not at all. But, um, but yeah, like just hanging out with those dudes. And you know what was cool, Dave? This was really fun the other day. Is man, Saturday, I was just beat to shit. And my sons were hanging out. And my son goes, uh, I know the movie I want to watch. And I go, all right. And he wanted to watch Nemo. And I was like, God, we haven't watched this movie in forever, right? But it's all about a father and his son. Yeah. And it was cool. We just hung out. So I would say the combination of those three. For me, as far as book goes, 
I clear out when I go to lunch from work. I don't bring my phone in with me. You go just get a sandwich or whatever, and then you bring uh, the book in, and it's just kind of for that hour. Are you Burgess Meredith in Twilight Zone? I don't. I don't know that. You ever saw that one, Burgess Meredith? No. He just loved to read. It's the best Twilight Zone of all time. Is that right? He couldn't stop reading, and as everybody gave him shit because he just loved to read. He worked in a bank, and he'd go down to the vault, and yeah. he would read his book because his only place he could read was at work on during lunch. No way, and dude. That's me. And then there's a major fucking earthquake. And everybody dies uh, upstairs. And he comes out and he's miserable that everybody's dead. And he looks across the street and sees the public library. And he starts picking up all these classics and he's all excited that, oh my God, all I need is my books. This, I'm finally, this is heaven. I'm not that fucked up. Thankfully. And then he, he reaches for the first book he wants to read and his glasses fall off and break. <laughs> dude, and now he's fucked. Now he can't see shit, dude. I. <laughs> And then the show fucking no. ends. And before that, he had a gun. He was about to commit suicide. And he's like, he sees the library. He goes, fuck it. Throws the gun to the side. Now I can't find the fucking gun either if that's the route he wanted to take. <laughs> now he's just a blind fuck without a, being able to read. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a douche. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I love to read at lunch. No. If all of my buddies at work who I love, they're family to me, if they're all dead... I'm not sitting there going, well, goddamn, finally I got time to read Charlotte's Web again. That's the last goddamn thing I'm going to do. Maybe I'll read Lisa Ann's book again. <laughs> uh, that little sack of shit deserved for his glasses to break. <laughs> no, I like it at lunch, but not not even close would I appreciate that. Yeah, that, oh man. All right, here we go. Last oh, wait, one. Wait, what about you? It would be watch a movie. Watch a movie would be the thing. I, when not, are you gonna, I hate gonna, to say visit a relative. It's the reason I don't. Here's the deal: when I read a book, I'll go. I enjoy that every time. I, I hardly yeah. ever do I pick a book out and go, "Fuck, I hated that." I've never read a book that I hated. Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, there's some that I've read where I've gotten to the end and started reading them right from the beginning again. Yeah. They're that good. But the problem with reading a book, it, it takes days, and so you yeah. go, "I can watch a movie in two hours." Yeah. And so that's why I do more movies than than reading. What I what reading's I'm, probably one of those things I'll do more when when I'm older. I'm guessing. What I've gotten in the habit of doing is just going at lunch and setting the goal to uh, to read at least a chapter a day. Okay. And the chapter a day keeps you locked in on the book. It's good. I'll say this, too. I'm, I'm an old school magazine guy, and I was sharing with my buddies, um, you know, Sports Illustrated changes, right? Like, a lot of things have changed. If you're a fight fan, and I know a handful of you guys are out here who are fight fans that reach out to me and do everything, I cannot endorse Ring Magazine enough. Ring Magazine this month just sent me, it's a tribute to Sugar Ray Robinson. The foreword is written by Ray Leonard, who said Ray Leonard had 40 professional fights. Sugar Ray Robinson, Dave, had 200 professional fights. 200. Ray Leonard said, I cannot comprehend that. And there's great stories in their beautiful pictures about his fights with Jake LaMotta and other guys, how he had to deal with the mob, issues that he had as a black man grow, you know, being successful in America at that time. It is unbelievable. And the quality of it, I was joking with my buddy Ben. I go, dude, if it was old school 20 years ago where you felt like you were a hoarder, and you had to keep everything only for 15 years later to throw it in the recycling. This would be one. Yeah. But I said, these goddamn things are so well written. The photography is beautiful. 
Man, if you're a fight fan, I don't know the last time you picked up a cover, a, you know, a copy of Ring Magazine. The one that they just did last month had been a tribute to Marvin Hagler, who recently passed away. And so, uh, a lot of that, they had reprinted um, the articles that Ring had written about the fights between Hagler Hearns, Hagler Ray Leonard, right? John Mugabe, Roberto Duran. And it's just... Uh, my buddy Connor at work goes, man, I got this. And Connor's, I don't even know if he's 30 years old. And he said, I'm having an absolute blast going back and reading about Ray Robinson and knowing what fights cool. were then. So, yeah, I'm, I've kind of gotten away from that, books. But I just know some of you are boxing fans. Ring Magazine has been absolutely insanely good for the last two years. That's awesome. All right. So, look, that's it. That's all the questions. That's we all got we got? Today. That's all we got for the night. We've got about an hour 16 already. Oh, I'm going to go home and crash. You should. You should. You're recovering. All right. We'll see everybody on Monday, everybody. We'll see you then. I think I say everybody twice. <laughs> I did good like evening. your buddy. I, yeah. <laughs> Dick Calvert. Good evening, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening, everybody. That's exactly what I just pulled. Well, we'll try again on Monday.